Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Happy Friday, Lewis. Happy Friday, Dan. And uh, (laughs) I'm glad you told me it was Friday because I have no idea what day it is. (laughs) Well, there's a a store in Bondi uh, that has the number of days Sydney ciders have been in lockdown plastered upon it. They take their menus and they make a giant, giant group of numbers. So currently there's 41 days. We've been in lockdown 41 days, Lewis, and boy, it just still feels like day five to me. Yeah, well, I've been on a little holiday for the last week. Pretty cool holiday, obviously, um, just staying at home and going insane. And I oh, was good. trying to think about, like, what I could do to pass the time uh, while I was here. And um, I, so I was taking inspiration from the movie Groundhog Day because that's uh-huh. what we're living in. And I was like, yeah. what does he do in Groundhog Day to, like, you know, improve his situation? And um, in the original version, he killed himself, which is not what I'm going to do. <laughs> Please I don't. decided to do the thing where he learns to play piano. Remember how you know how he learns? To, so yeah, yeah. So what have you learned? What have you learned? One song? Yeah, five days ago, I bought a piano, and um, no. and I'm learning to play um, a song on it. And I've never played piano before. I'm terrible at it, and that's how I'm passing my time. What's the song you're learning to play? Well, I'm learning to play um, Billy Joel's Vienna, which, if you know the song, <laughs> is really difficult. It's so, like, it's not a beginner's piece. It's a stupid, it's a foolish thing that I'm doing, uh, but I won't <laughs> rest until I learn that song. So next week at the end of the show, you are going to play Billy Joel's Vienna. Well, I'll play you some version of it. But, like, I literally, <laughs> you need to know, I'm, I, they're like, play G major. I'm like, I'm just making noises. Yep, yep. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal Land in the Yoran Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 44. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences.
Tonight, Hillsong pastor Brian Houston has been charged with allegedly concealing sexual assault abuse, which clears his way to becoming the Attorney General by the year's end. And Hungry Jack's founder says Australia should learn to live with the virus, just like they've learned to live with the Whopper. And the whole state of Victoria is gone into its sixth lockdown due to an outbreak of smugness. It's the 6th of August 2021, and with more breaches than an airport holiday in, this is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Hello, welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former Olympic skateboarder Dan Illich. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. She's casually been a guest on everybody's satirical comedy shows over the last little bit. Won't be long before she has her own. Buy shares in Vidya Raja because she's going to the moon. Woo! Hi, everyone. Happy lockdown. <laughs> Woo! Happy lockdown, Vidya. How is Victoria lockdown? How's Victoria's lock- number six lockdown for you? You know, it's we're about six minutes in. Um, and the smugness is probably dissipating. <laughs> and he got his start performing at Irrational Fear. Now he has his own la-di-da Amazon Prime show from the Moth Effect. It's Jazz Twemlow. Hello. My boss actually is going to the moon, uh, leaving us all behind. That's very <laughs> that's very, very kind of him. <laughs> there you go. And it's a man who doesn't have a Netflix deal just yet, Lewis Hubbard. No, short but sweet and accurate, that introduction. Yeah, no, 100% accurate. (laughs) Coming up a little later on the show, we'll get on the booze with Barnaby Joyce, but here is a message from this week's sponsor. Tuesday the 10th of August is Senseless Night. Each household is required by law to fill out the online form so the Australian Bureau of Statistics can collect data on the makeup of Australia and to see if the NBN is working in your area. It then gives that data to the federal government so they can build critical services like car parks, sporting facilities and hospitals in coalition seats, regardless of what the data says. The senseless, providing scientific data to the Australian government so they can willfully ignore it. Authorised by a bunch of blithering idiots in Canberra. All right, this week's first fear. Sky News has been banned from posting on YouTube for a week after posting COVID denial videos. According to YouTube's three strikes in your out policy, Sky News was peddling at least three videos of misinformation about COVID. My question is, only three? Are you sure? Are we sure? Like, anyway, fear mongers, uh, a week without Sky News, how will our uncles cope? Well, I, because I, I said I've been on a little break um, from work over the last week. So I've basically read no news uh, over the last <laughs> week. So I'm so excited to find out um, from this podcast what's been happening. Fingers crossed for some good stuff. This feels like good stuff, if I'm totally honest. There's even less news for you to not read now. So you're going to save even more time not doing stuff. It's great. Yeah, that's right. There's at least one brand of news that is uh, is banned from YouTube. Vidya, how do you uh, how do you feel about uh, Sky News taking a break from YouTube? Well, I think this is just going to galvanize the uncles to start their own channels if they aren't already. From, <laughs> from my experience of uncles, um, they're about like one bad night away from becoming YouTube radicals. So <laughs> it's it was crazy. I did sort of have a look at some of the stats about the viewership that they do have online. Like, cause we all, everyone always says like, oh, Sky News, who cares? No one watches it. Like the Sky mm. News after dark's a joke, you know, 50,000 people or something like true, worse than breakfast Nothing. television numbers. Like really like almost as bad as this podcast, like almost insignificant. <laughs> um, but they do do quite well online. So it is, it is pretty massive for them. I'm sure they are. 
I wonder what they'll like. Whether this will change anything in the future for them? Well, will they start like an outsiders outsiders channel now that <laughs> it's not on YouTube? It's like how more outside can you pretend to be? Anyway, I, I like to imagine that Sky News will eventually just be a town crier. <laughs> <laughs> just what every good uncle should be doing for a job. I, you're absolutely right, Lewis. Their numbers are tiny on TV and they do get millions of hits online. And they, over the last three years, they've been really pummeling the YouTube channel to, to boost it to make sure they, they make the most clickbaity stuff. And Sky News has become like um, the top of the funnel for laundering misinformation for all of kind of the News Corp empire. So I don't know if we all remember where we were when Shari Mar- Markson told us about the Wuhan lab theory with all the authority of a Facebook post written by a divorced dad. <laughs> I don't know if you you were there. I, I remember seeing it going, you're absolutely nuts. Dan, it's crazy. This, we still don't have all the evidence on that, Dan. We still don't have all the evidence. <laughs> but the great thing is, you know, the way they, why, why she did that was that so other News Corp networks can pick up that as saying, well, we didn't say it, but look at Sky News in Australia. They've reported this. And so they can point they can point to something wacky and zany that the people in the colonies have done to kind of justify telling the story to their other millions of people. It's it's I, I, it's awful. I love the I love the defense of like, oh we're just putting stuff out there, you know, we're providing it's like but it's just not, you know, it's like sort of, oh, it's someone saying like, oh, it's weird my channel telling people to eat cyanide has been taken down, like, where's the balance? And it's like, we don't need balance on that. We don't need balance on that. It's pretty clear cut. I was back in Perth recently where my family is and one of our our friends slash uncles has completely gone down that, that rabbit hole. Wow. How have you dealt with it? Well, I mean, I had to, you know, bite my tongue and be respectful because of, like, you know, hashtag brown family vibes. But, um... Mm. It was, it was actually very disappointing to me because I was like, you know, half these people are like white supremacists and, and you're literally like, they don't, they don't like you. You're not on their side. But also I was like, shouldn't you be spending your time like policing your do- daughter's sexuality or something? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, it's, um, so it's very disappointing. Go back to the classics. Yeah. Like, I don't think migrant uncles should be falling for this, but I think they are. <laughs> to, to become an uncle when you, because it seems like so tied to that specific relation. Like if, if you fall down like a QAnon hole or something and you don't have any any nephews or nieces, do do they spawn as soon? Do you become an uncle if you fall prey to the ideas or is it you're the uncle first and then the ideas? It seems so specific to that. that I think that uncle is a term. vibe now, like like daddy, yeah. like anyone can be daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Choke me, uncle is the new is the new name. He's gone full uncle. I went through some comments about this story on the Daily Mail, and I found some great ones. I thought I'd share them with you. Um, this one is from Line in the Sand from Vero Beach, United States. Mm. Your poor country is turning into Korea. Mm. I'm pretty sure you meant North Korea, but I think, you know, we yeah. kind of get the point. We kind it's of like, get the point there. Yeah, you, you guys are doing some great boy bands. Um, you've got a really good mobile phone company. Like, congrats. Yeah. Looks like you're really turning this thing around. Won an Oscar recently. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Cut the crap from Sydney, Australia says, no surprises there, social media big tech have been book burning for ages. Uh, well, I know that's not true. Look, you can say what you want about Amazon destroying the book industry, but <laughs> they didn't really do any burning. That's mm. terrible. <laughs> There's this one, this one here from Louis from Sydney. Anybody, just anybody who thinks this is good is completely clueless and uninformed. Soon we'll have just one government news source and we'll be told what is happening and it will fit the government narrative. 
Louis from Sydney has obviously never watched Sky News. <laughs> yeah, the, the one news that does fit the government narrative is gone. Like, it's all non-government narrative now. It's great. Has Kevin Rudd reacted to this? Because I know this is like this wakes him up in the morning. So uh, yeah, yeah. This is this has got to be uh, this is this is Kevin Rudd bait. This is Kevin Rudd bait. This is this is like a tweet. This is a thread for Kevin Rudd. Where did it happen? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have been following Kevin Rudd's um, tweets though because I'm just curious because it, it is so easy to – let me say this. Like at the start of the pandemic, some friends and I were like, who do you think would be the best prime minister that we've ever had right now? Like who, who – and we were like, Kevin Rudd. Like the guy is – the guy never sleeps. He mm. He's just like obsessed with detail. Like he was a nightmare and everyone hated him internally but like he's the guy you want right now. But he was also like – pretty unlikable and smug by the end. So I was really curious to see what happened when he started to get a little bit of like positive press and everyone's like, oh, he did the Pfizer jabs and old Uncle Kev's back. And um, But he hasn't, he's been really restrained on Twitter and he has not gotten smug and he must be killing him. <laughs> I don't know if you were out and about last weekend. I, like me, I was driving around trying to find a place to do some exercise, but it was really hard because there were cops everywhere. It was very difficult in Sydney to kind of do anything last weekend. Um, and I have to say, though, when it comes to lockdown protesters, the Melbourne anti-lockdown protesters, have they've been doing it a while. They really practice at their whole sovereign citizenship bullshit. Whereas in Sydney, the anti-lockdown sovereign citizens haven't done the reading. They haven't kind of learned enough about the Magna Carta to pull off um, being a sovereign <laughs> citizen. I've got a clip here. Let me play it for you. This is from a Sydney pro-lockdown protester who's been pulled over by the police. My under arrest or free to go? Not free to go. You're in a vehicle, mate, and you've committed an offence. So What's the offence, sorry? What's the offence? Unsecure load. Driving Where's unsecure load? For, for the Australian flag? And also there's obviously a potential COVID breach, which we're trying to figure out. If you want to provide us I think you're making documents to say that you haven't committed the offence, then we'll accept that. If not, then it's up to you. This is a sad day for Australia. The Anzacs died for this flag, and now you are penalising or attempting to. And if you do this, this will go down in history. This is on. Seventy-four thousand people are watching live. Now we're talking about. We're talking about. You've got one person liked it and one person. Can you see if you're going to? Point your camera at a cop. Just don't show them the screen. Oh. <laughs> I love that the cop said, you've got one person who liked it and one person watching. <laughs> That's brutal. Brutal. I mean, yeah, the Anzacs did die for my right to inflate my engagement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love how they use that phrase, they, they fought and died. It's like, yeah, so we could do this. They, they, what, they didn't fight and die so you could fight to die. That's like such an inversion of what they were and also, I mean, T- Tim Tumor makes a good point on YouTube. The Anzacs died for England, which is absolutely correct. Like the flag that we fought under was actually the Union Jack. And, and also, they wore a lot of masks. Yeah. <laughs> because they had a pandemic. Yeah, and there was gas, you know what I mean? Like they, they knew the health risks. <laughs> Gladys Berejiklian in New South Wales have been the gold standard when it comes to uh, responding to the virus. Can you still describe New South Wales as having a gold standard response? This, unfortunately, is the state uh, of disaster. A rational fear. 
this week's second fear. Professor Gilbert, the co-creator of the Oxford AstraZeneca jab, has a Barbie doll made in her honour. It's very inspirational. That's pretty amazing stuff. Jazz, I've got a question for you. Are, are there Barbies that we can use to prepare kids for real-world adult life? What yeah. other Barbies are there? Well, I mean, yeah, this this it feels like the pendulum has swung too far the other way. I mean, it used to be kind of happy playtime and My Little Pony, and now kids are being told they have to, you know, invent a world-saving vaccine when they become an adult. I think it's a bit... Bit much like we. What about you know? <laughs> is it just too much pressure? Just, yeah, just prepare them for what's coming. Like you know, out of work actress still waiting for the government arts rescue package, Barbie. Like just something that kind of <laughs> destroys the illusion and creates the you know break makes them less innocent by the time they're a full full adult. Or um, I thought um, oceanographer who has to clean up discarded Barbie plastic from the ocean, Barbie. Uh, <laughs> that's another one. Um, also called Don't Throw Another Barbie on the Shrimp. Um, that was what I thought you could call call that. But um yeah, just you know, some some just original kids' toys that will just prepare kids for the for the the trials and depression of adult life. I think it's either too innocent or that's just aiming too high. Somewhere in the middle would be the would be the sweet spot, I reckon. Yeah, you're so right, because they've gone from unrealistic body expectations, like you need to have this really thin neck and yeah. no genitals to unrealistic <laughs> mental expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't aspire yeah. to that. I'll I never mean, achieve I, that. <laughs> I'd like to think if I was given a best new talent Logie Barbie, I would be in a different place right now as a kid. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You two could have been on Home and Away. I'm just wondering what the Bratz dolls are marketing at the moment because they've always been like the the seedier cousin. The yeah, the bad ones. Are they like, you know? Anti-vax brat. And yeah, soft, soft sit brat. Like brat, is that kind of what's happening? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's like this This Barbie's very pro kind of one side of the story, like what seems to be excluding all the people who, you know, think that the virus mm. isn't a real thing. Like where's QAnon? Who's what fallen down an internet hole, Barbie, or you know any of those ones as well? Um, weird Uncle Ken. Ken has become an uncle. <laughs> Just an Australia flag yeah. behind him, <laughs> clutching his phone with his one view. <laughs> <laughs> Irrational fear. Now, look, I'm a member of a religious community, and my pastor knows what's going on in our our church community. Because that's the responsibility of a religious leader to actually to protect the integrity of your faith community. A rational fear. <laughs> this week's third fear. Greenhouse gases released by New Zealand's dairy industry have hit an all-time high, according to the latest data. Uh, Fearmongers, fighting cows are going to bring us all down. How do we fix this, Vidya? I do not know. I just always love when the cows come into the global warming debate because I kind of forget, like I focus on the coal and then and then it's like, no, the farts are a real problem. Um, so, <laughs> which is just like a delightful way for humanity to go. Like I feel like taken out by cow farts. Yeah, apparently yeah. there's like some genetic modification they're trying to do to the gut so that the farts aren't as uh, powerful, <laughs> which, you know, I'm sure would be popular in many markets. But um yeah, I have no idea. I'm just just fascinated that these cows will bring us down. <laughs> and our, yeah. and our desire yeah. for meat and dairy, I guess. I switched to nutritional yeast recently, so I feel like I'm, you know, not to be woke, but I'm doing really well. So That's had a woke over. Nutritional yeast? Yeah, I don't want to woke up on you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That, it's like, like a cheese. So it's curve. a cheese substitute. <laughs> Mm. Huh, huh. Yeah. Wow. Do you do you do you make your own carbs? Is this what's going no, on? No, no, no. I'm just trying to cut down dairy, you know. I just wow. like the, was it the, the, the president of um Federated Farmers who was saying, you know, 
telling us to cut agricultural emissions is virtue signaling. And it's like as if as if we're trying to like <laughs> save the planet so we can brag about it. Like who are we virtue signaling to? Like Pluto? Like who's <laughs> yes. who, like we're it's it's not virtue signaling if you want to kind of save the planet. The the reason you do it is to stop the world ending. It's sort of like calling a neurosurgeon like a virtue signaler for saving people's lives. Like he must love himself. It's like, no, it's the intent is good, I think. Yeah. Oh, big fan of the brain, are you, loser? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Jazz, like the big the the best thing about that quote is like if you can imagine that quote in a New Zealand accent, then you don't have to take it as seriously. Um, so that's what's great about it. For New Zealand to go off on some virtue singling crusade to shut down the agriculture sector, it's to say, hey, we've reduced heap of emissions. It hasn't solved anything. Yeah, you, you don't even take it seriously. It's great. I'm sure, he'd call us a bunch of right and right off. But he'd call us a bunch of latte sipping lefties. But by drinking lattes, we're actually helping the industry. So touche. Wow. You know? Oh no! Irrational <laughs> <laughs> fear. Why did your government need a list of the top twenty marginals in order to allocate taxpayer money to projects in coalition seats under the Commuter Car Park Fund? Did you see the? List? I can't hear any of your questions. You're all shouting over the top of each other. Irrational fear. What Australians are getting are more car parks. We're going to play Hang On A Second now. I'm going to play a clip from the week. If any of you have a comment, yell out, hang on a sec, I'll stop the tape, you chime in and we'll keep rolling. This Hang On Sec comes from the Deputy Prime Minister at Question Time this week. I, I, like, I like going to the movies and I can't, I can't, but, I can't but always um, remember Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes, the aviator. But yeah, Howard Hughes, the aviator, but the Labor Party got... Albo the advocator. You're the great, the okay, great hang advocator. On, hang, on, hang, on hang on a sec. I mean, there's no joke. There's no joke here beyond like what a weird movie. Yeah. Like what a odd segue and reference just to pull out such a shit pun. That was such a long way to go to like bring up the the yeah. waterator. Did he say? The advocator. That's a lie. That's not which, an insult. Which, it's a good thing to advocate. <laughs> this is what Albanese should be doing: advocating. And we don't see enough of Albanese advocating. Um, yeah, I think he could do more. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that in in within this um, allegedly drunken ramble. All he managed to do was say quite nice things about Albo. Like, oh, <laughs> I actually didn't even bother trying to really pass what he was trying to get to. I was just taking, you know, the fact that he was hammered on, well, you know. Yeah. Allegedly. Probably hammered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to compose a poem. Like, you know, aviator. <laughs> aviator is a half rhyme with advocator and advocator yeah. Albanese is alliteration. Like I just feel like maybe he helped his kids with poetry homework or something. <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby Joyce, the bush poet, is the, is the kind of thing we need from Deputy Prime Minister. The great ideas man. The great ideas man straight from the pool room. More compliments. Oh, great. Uh, hang on a sec. I mean, he's mixing, he's getting them all mixed up now, isn't he? he he's been to see a few. He's, he's one of those dads who's gone to sleep on a Friday night watching one film and he's woken up watching The Castle. And he's like, far out. Howard Hughes has really slipped. One minute is a millionaire, next minute the fucking airport stealing his house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember a movie was The Terminator, The Terminator, and uh, the, the musical numbers at the end were fantastic. No, I think, <laughs> I think you've seen two films there. I remember a there. TV show called The West Wing and the, pre- the president did great governing <laughs> like Albanese does. <laughs> great governing. <laughs> Deputy Slam. Prime Minister will resume his seat. The... Leader of the opposition on a point of order. Yes. Hang on a sec. You know, how, like um, watching a parliamentarian or what Barnaby Joyce in particular, but any politician just be hammered that publicly. It reminds me of those um, those old posters that people used to buy at uni 
where it had a different spider's web on all of the different <laughs> drugs. Like I want to see yeah. Barnaby every day of the of Parliament sitting. I want him to come in and be like, "It's mescaline today, fellas," and then we all just get to see what happens. <laughs> this is a, yeah, Barnaby on beer, Barnaby yeah. on on tequila, yeah. Barnaby on vodka. Yeah, just Barnaby on MDMA, just being like, "Actually, Alvo, I fucking love you, mate. I really, I fucking love you. I, I love you. I know I'm sweating, but that's just usual. I fucking I've, love you. I've seen the Aviator, and I can tell you, we can all fly right now together." <laughs> I'm forced to bring out the on weirdness, uh, the on weirdness no, stuff. The, I have no idea what this is, leader, but it's leader nothing of the opposition to do with the Hang on a sec. What is he saying? Um weirdness or om weirdness? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> it's yeah. his mantra. Like, oh, oh, om, om weirdness. <laughs> it's kind of like omnipotent. Is that the thing? Like, oh, like omnipotent, omni shambles, om- omnipotent, om weird. Oh god. Omni, omni, omni weirdness. I don't know. Why, do, why are they all convinced they're going to coin a catchphrase? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, going back through history of Australian politics, like how many of them have managed to coin a, a really useful catchphrase that stuck around? Yeah. Conga line of suck holes was the only one I can remember. <laughs> that was that one will always stay, stay, stay the test of time. Was that a Keating thing? or? <laughs> yeah, that was Keating, yeah. <laughs> they're all Keating wannabes. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So why, why do you try and counter... Barnaby's fumble and reach for a weird movie by then also just coming up with something that makes possibly even less sense. Like it's it's a I don't know what the like an extra layer of an own goal is, but it's like own goalception at this point. I'm it's very confusing. <laughs> it's just a game of soccer where right at the start they all just turn around yeah, just and then just face never face each other. <laughs> like it would have been just great if he came out and called out the obvious. Like Barnaby is clearly blowing 1.0 here. Like that's what you know. He just really needs to nail it down. Was it confirmed that he was drunk? Uh, I don't think I don't think it is ever confirmed. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird that um, there are no cops with breathalysers in Parliament for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to walk far. You get the great the thing about the bar is that it's a walking distance and a driving distance. Well, I in before my like last job that I had, well, one of the last jobs I had before I um, started working in telly was working as a barman at Victorian Parliament House. No way, really? I didn't know yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I was a Victorian Parliament House barman for about eighteen months. And, uh, yeah, just watched. And I had to sign, I've, like, signed an NDA. All this, like, you're not allowed to talk about what you see in there. It's, you had um, to sign an NDA. You're yeah. breaking an NDA right now. Well, I'm allowed to say I worked there. I just can't tell you all the people I saw fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Patreon members. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a point of order. The Deputy Prime Minister has the call. Much no should continue on. The great... Ad- <laughs> Hang on a sec. So so he's hammered. Albo's <laughs> yeah. tried to stop him on a point of order and the point of order is on weirdness. So like why why would I just stop him? And he's like, Oh, it's on I'm the point of order I'm going for is on weirdness. And they're like, that's not a point of order. Back to Barnaby. And the first thing Barnaby says when he gets the is just like a weird mumble that no one can understand. <laughs> Well, because now he knows he can get away with it. If on if on weirdness isn't a legitimate cause, like, well, if I've got free license to say whatever wacky shit I want, I'm just going to let loose. It's great. You're never going to get anything constructed by him. But he did have one great idea. We saw it the other the other day. Three hundred dollars per jab. Three hundred dollars per jab. I think that was just your idea. I think that was just your idea. No, the deputy. <laughs> Wow, so strange. It's like it's like 
is he trying to have a go at the idea? It's actually a, probably a legitimately good idea to get <laughs> to put in there. It's so, it's so weird. It's yeah, because so many people think it's a good idea, right? Like he's like, that's a great idea. Heaps of other countries are doing it. It's working all over the place, and he's like. You know this guy who I just called the advocator, which is obviously a great thing. Yeah. This great guy's had a great idea. And let me tell you, it was just his idea. Just him. That's how <laughs> good he is. He's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> the Deputy Prime Scotland. Minister needs to resume his seat. And I think we might as well leave it there. Whilst he was asked about alternative policies, they need to be alternatives to the issues laid out in the question. <laughs> I I don't know what the question was. <laughs> that is it for our show tonight. Big thank you to all of our fear mongers, Vidya Rajan, Jazz Twemlo, Lewis Hobber, and myself, Dan Illich. Do you guys have anything to plug? Vidya, do you want to plug anything? I have nothing to plug. Follow me on Twitter for deranged lockdown takes. <laughs> They're very good takes. Vidya is exemplary on Twitter for deranged lockdown takes. Mm. I've I've been living off them for the last little bit. Jazz Twemlo, do you have anything to play? Uh, I've got the uh, yeah the show The Moth Effect uh, episode two is coming out uh, tomorrow Friday at eleven a.m. Um, episode one's already out. Check that out too. It's very deep and weird. <laughs> Lewis, do you want to, do you have anything to play? No, Dan, nothing at all. Um, if anyone has any tips on how to play piano very quickly, very well, um, <laughs> hit me up. Please slide into my DMs on Instagram. Um, but otherwise, no, I'm pretty clear. I'm looking forward to that next week to see, getting a taste of where you're at. Big thank you to Road Mics, our Patreon supporters, Lance Whitford, Norel Feehan, Cassandra Bennett, Joel Pittman, Ash Field, Sam McLean, Lane Steed, Robin with a Y, Margot Law and Ben Cook. We had so many people sign up this week. Thank you so much. It makes a huge difference. Jake, big thanks to Jake. Brown on the Teppanyaki timeline, the folks on the Discord, including Maddie Palmer, Ads Killian, and P. McNeil. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.